When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of the Clay and Buck Show gets going right now. We had mentioned before FTX Crypto's total meltdown, um, and we'll get into that in, in a moment. I just want to put out there that it's kind of a quiet before the storm feeling right now, I think, in the economy. We already have all these indicators that things, inflation still very high. I saw Janet Yellen of the uh, Treasury is telling everybody that the problem is people are buying too much stuff. They save too much money during COVID, so they're buying too much stuff. As though she doesn't know that the only way, and you can go to Milton Friedman for this, the only entity that creates inflation is government. There is no other entity that creates inflation. That's not a thing. So government is always and at, and always and everywhere uh, the cause of inflation. And inflation is obviously bad and going to continue to be bad, I would assume, through 2023, based on the predictions of the experts. So the experts are wrong all the time. There's also the sense that we really do have total incompetence in charge right now. I mean, you look at FTX crypto, again, note that there were some of the most sophisticated, not just celebrities, and yeah, celebrities, a lot of celebrities, just because you're famous and rich doesn't mean you're not dumb. A lot of famous and rich people are really stupid, but they can get lucky or they're just really good looking or you know they can run really fast or whatever. So there's plenty of that out there. But also venture capital firms were like, this FTX crypto thing is great. No one did any homework. Billions of dollars disappearing. On the government side, it doesn't look a whole lot better. In fact, it actually looks, let's be honest, 
looks pretty much the same as in total incompetence. Looks pretty awful. Pete Buttigieg, you will remember there was a time when the supply chain crisis was so bad that there were shipping container vessels, uh, I guess shipping container ships, which I feel like is tough to say quickly on radio. Uh, they were backed up deep into the Pacific Ocean and uh, Long Beach, the port of Long Beach in California. It was crazy. The photos people were seeing. And Mayor Pete Buttigieg was, uh, yeah, Buttigieg. He was out there on maternity. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was on, on pater- whatever. He's on parental leave. Parental per- leave. He was on paternity leave. They doubled paternity up on leave. paternity leave. He yes. was gone from his job for like two months, 45 days, whatever it was. And there's this huge crisis. And people said, hey, you know, maybe the transportation secretary should be working. And I can say it because I had three kids. I don't know anybody who took 45 days of paternity leave, right? Neither he nor I've never his... met anybody who's been on, uh, been on yeah. paternity leave for the 45 days. maternity leave exists is because having a baby is a physically grueling process for women. Neither Mayor Pete nor his male partner had a baby. So the idea that both of them would take... 45 days off and that mayor pete in particular would take that job that time off during a supply chain crisis is indefensible to me and i'll say this if you have a job that you cannot show up for for 45 days it ain't a real job you should be a You're twitter employee before you Elon took it over apparently that's you're a right. twitter employee that's right here is um mayor pete uh, he's now secretary of transportation buddha judge and here he is telling everybody, hey, the reason we're talking about this is because the rail strike is looming and this could be a huge problem. And even he is saying, this could basically shut down the economy. Play clip 19. I'm going to be spending time with senators today, uh, mainly to make sure they understand the implications of inaction for our transportation system. There is no substitute in the U.S. for functioning freight rail. And if a shutdown were to occur, that's not just shutting down our trains. It's really shutting down our economy. Uh, immediately, you would see effects, uh, including when it comes to inflation, prices shooting up because of the cost of shipping. You would see water treatment plants in some cases fairly quickly running out of the supplies that they need and you could have american citizens in uh, cities around the u.s being told they need to boil their water or resort to bottled water i mean can i just take a moment here the, the way they talk about this meaning the Biden administration this is happened when was the last time that you were hearing a cabinet official talking about how you might have to boil your water because it won't be safe because the economy is going to be so shut down and screwed up they act like, you know, if this happens, I mean, it's somebody else's fault. You guys are in charge of this. The rail strike specifically falls under legislation that doesn't allow railroad workers to strike. It's illegal for them to strike. They can't reach the Biden administration, cannot reach an agreement with them. Apparently, it's not even that far of a gulf between the two. Biden's supposed to be Mr. Union Man, can't get an agreement. So now Congress is just passing a law saying this is the deal. You guys have to take it. There is no choice in this matter. And there might be a rail strike anyway because they just won't show up to work. And I know just I think it's fascinating. The Biden team is like, I mean, yeah, that would be awful for everybody. It's like you people are in charge. Buck, they told us this was all solved before the midterm. That's the other part of this rail strike mess. They trotted out. I don't even remember all the details, but they said, oh, we solved it. It's all taken care of. Midterms happen. We're through them. 
And now all of a sudden they're like, Congress has to solve this. And back to Mayor Pete, this is the problem with identity politics-based choices being made in the cabinet. And basically the entire Biden administration is all identity politics-based people. Oh, you're this race and this color. You get this job. Oh, you're this gender and this you know gender identity or whatever. You get this job. They filled the entire administration with incompetence. Mayor Pete is only in the administration because he ran for president and he really, his entire campaign, he has never done anything. He's the mayor of... Uh, what was it? Uh, South Bend, Indiana, right? And yeah. he wasn't even a very successful mayor of South Bend, Indiana. So he just represents the gay people in the Biden administration. That's why he got his job, right? Corinne Jean-Pierre, that's why she got her job. That's why Kamala Harris got her job. And look, whatever identity you have, we should as- demand a certain level of competence before you get put in place for a job that you have no basis to be able to handle. Mayor Pete's been a disaster. The whole, like, Buck, we've asked, talked about this. Who, if you had to right now, a draft somebody from administration, Biden, there's nobody. There's nobody. Like, this you is can't like, even we, pick one. There's like, nobody that you would say, job. this person would be really good just at the function, the, the specific government function they hold in a Republican administration. I do think, though, we need to get prepared for the fact that, or the possibility, I should say, that there may be a rail strike. It will cost $2 billion a day. It will be a massive economic... I mean, these people always wonder, when do you fall into the recession where it's, oh, crap, right? When, yeah. when, how does it happen? What's the... You, a lot of times people say, oh, the massive stock market crash. Well, sometimes there are things that even lead up to the stock market crash, or sometimes there are other realities, economic realities. You look at the history of this country, and railway strikes were highly disruptive to the economy in the early days of railroad when that was the only way to move and ship goods around. And here is just I think it's noteworthy, Clay. Biden's already trying to say hey, it's the GOP. It's like, wait, wait. Oh, it's oh, it's going to be Republicans fault if this goes bad. Play 27. I negotiated a contract no one else could negotiate. The only thing that was left out was whether or not it was paid leave. You know I've been trying to get paid leave, not just for rail workers, for everybody. But that other team, they called the Republicans, they voted against it. They said we couldn't do it. We're one of the few nations in the world that don't have paid leave for our workers. And so what we're doing is we can't afford to have, and by the way, in the meantime, they got a 43, 45% increase in salary, et cetera. There's a lot of good things that happened in that. And in fact, this shuts down over the question of one to five paid or seven or nine, whatever the numbers and be negotiated of paid leave days. It's going to immediately cost 750,000 jobs. I mean, I, I so bad. At Republicans voted now, against but, it. It's their fault, Clay, just to be clear. It's always yeah, Republicans fault. It's always. But but when you hear him speak, he can barely talk. I they mean, don't care. week to week. Do we have the audio of somebody ye- yelling out four more years and Biden was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't even. Did you see that? I mean, it's did crazy. That happen? Oh, yeah. I think we've got the audio of it lined up. We have Cut it. Play eight. it. Let's play. Did you didn't hear this yet? Listen to this. Four more years. Let me play it one more time because it's kind of hard to hear. I want you to understand what's going on. Somebody is yelling out in the crowd four more years. And Biden is saying, I don't know about that. He's answering somebody who's actually cheering him. Listen one more time. 
I don't know about that. Did you see him at the White House presidential tree lighting ceremony? He could barely get through that. He's wandering around with his microphone. Jill Biden had to lead him off the stage. And we're supposed to believe that he negotiated a rail uh, <laughs> a rail contract? I mean, this can barely pump gas. There's no way he's negotiating anything. Wasn't wasn't it the, the at the end of um, Woodrow Wilson's presidency? His wife he, basically ran it. His wife was basically the president. I mean, he was yes. kept in a wing of the White House. He was totally incapacitated, and they just rolled with it. Now, in the you know before. Uh, TV and the internet and all you know this will be it's a lot easier to pull that off then than it is to pull it off now but they've already set the precedent I keep saying this it, this is why I really I mean I believe and look I could I could still be wrong that Joe Biden's going to run for four more years because the, the for the Democrats it's just the machinery of the party it doesn't really matter who's in charge and this is something that I think has been the case with the Democrat party for for quite some time in a lot of roles all that matters is that there's somebody there who will check the box that they're told to check by the powers that be. That's it. They don't have to think. He, they don't have to lead. If he doesn't run, Buck, it's going to be because his family has decided, you just can't do this. And maybe we're getting closer to Dr. Jill Biden. I don't think that she will. But again, the thing we've talked about on this show for a while is every time you hear him speak and he can barely speak and every time you see him wandering around with that glazed look in his eye, doesn't know how to finish a speech, doesn't know where to go, can't read off the teleprompter. We have said to you, these are the small segments of his daily interaction that we see in public. And what we still haven't seen is the now it can be told stories of you know, you look at the note cards and it's like, you sit in this desk, you talk. Like when you see the instructions that they have to give him, I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible that the Biden family is so aware of how decrepit Joe Biden is that they don't allow him to run. Because the Democrats, I think you're true, you're, you're correct. They will drag him out there and keep you know, tossing him out weekend at Bernie's oh, I don't two know, style. Man. I, I think the 10% for the big guy crew, I think they want him to stay in office as long as they possibly can. And, and I'd also note that for those of us, I mean, I had a lot of friends, you knew a lot of people in the, uh, in the Trump White House. The media thought their job, they really approached their job, the press corps, as what can we do to create a lack of trust among all senior White House personnel. What leaks can we run? What sources can we get? What can we do to create constant internal warfare in this White House to undermine it internally and externally? They all know that the opposite is now true. Not, not all of them. Obviously, there's Ducey. There are a few people that are asking real questions. But in general, 90% of the press corps there knows if they ran an article about how you know Joe Biden is really like muttering into his Cheerios and no one has any idea what's going on, they would get in trouble for that right now. That will change if Biden decides, to your point, that he's not running. Then all of a sudden this will all come out. But they, even if they had that story, which would be a huge story, if you work for the AP or CNN or Reuters or the New York Times and you wrote a story that really did put the the final, you know, was the last straw for Biden's competency and ability. It was too obvious at that point. Your career would be over, actually, if you didn't wait until Biden made his decision whether he's going to run again. That's how they play the game. Yeah, you're right. And a good example of that, Buck, the woman at NBC News, I don't remember her name, who said John Fetterman is mentally unable to have a conversation before we saw the. That's exactly uh, the, right. That was like, she a, was like a dry run of the same same principle. 
she was 100% right, and then we saw the debate, and we saw that everything she had said was correct, she got savaged, universally attacked for that opinion, even though it was correct. It was the wrong opinion, given what the party wanted. Yeah, her job is to help Democrats get elected, according to her bosses and her media organization. That is her actual job. Look, I got to tell you about the Tuttle Twins book series must have for every household with kids growing up in it. These are great books, one after another, whether they're about our nation's history or books on our nation's free market economy. They make the complex pretty simple and very understandable for young minds. If you're thinking of holiday gifts, these books should be included in your thinking and they're giving right now a 50% discount this week during their Cyber Week sale. Their free market curriculum designed with plenty of activities to make sense of it all. It's one thing to help your kids start a small business or envision how that might come together. It's another to provide an education on how much money is made and saved. And that's what this Tuttle Twin series on our free market economy explains. Once your kids have read these books and they're impressive books, let me tell you all about it. They'll be able to navigate things like inflation, how business and money works in the real world. Great gift for any young student. Four million Tuttle Twins books have been sold to date. You can go to TuttleRadio.com to access this special deal. That's TuttleRadio.com for 50% off their free market economic curriculum. One more time, TuttleRadio.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in. uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We were just talking about Joe Biden and the decision. He said four more years. I don't know about that, uh, is what he said uh, to somebody who was chanting out four more years. And... Do you agree with me, by the way, that the only way Joe Biden's not going to run is if he decides or his family decides for him not to run? Because I don't think there's any way that Democrats are going to elbow him out now, I guess. Do we agree on that? They're not going to elbow him out. I I think he would have to be. I think the only way Joe Biden doesn't run for president, in my mind, is if he is incapacitated by health. Truly, truly incapacitated by health, not like muttering and, and, and confused and what we've already seen. Um, you know, you'd have to have something and, you know, God forbid, we want good health for everybody. Um, but that's the only way I think he doesn't run. I, I don't think his family convinces him not to run. Well, I mean, they, you know, at this point, the machinery is all in place around him. And what does he really do day to day? You think about <laughs> we don't know. Honestly, just shuff- fun- I'm sure he just kind of shuffles around the White House, shakes a few hands and his his aides and advisors do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, he has spent a huge portion of his presidency so far away from the White House I mean, in Delaware. If he's able to win the next election, which I know I'm not trying to upset people. I'm just just walking this through. Clay, he can step down and then Kamala just becomes yep. the president. You, you, he, would, he would not only have defeated Trump. I know that's hard for people to hear, but they would have defeated Trump once, maybe twice, if he were to win again. But he'd be able to just hand the presidency to the first black female president. Yeah. That's quite a legacy. No, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, here he is. Uh, Emmanuel Macron has been visiting from France. They've been having a state visit. And here he is in a joint press conference availability trying to discuss the history of the American Revolutionary War and the impact that the Marquis de Lafayette, who is French, had on the United States' ability to win that war only... Your president, Joe Biden, he's not that good at reading what's on the teleprompter. And so this is what it sounded like. France is our oldest ally, our unwavering partner in freedom's cause. From the spirit of Marcus de Lafayette, who helped secure the success of our revolution. I mean, I love Marcus Marcus de Lafayette, the guy who worked at the pizzeria (laughs) down in Delaware. Marcus, I love that guy. Oh, Marcus de Lafayette. That is just hey, absolutely Marcus. perfect. He's a good guy, Marcus. I know him from around the corner. 
got the best pizza in the neighborhood. Uh, 21 years ago on 9-11, 2,977 people were killed in one of our nation's worst tragedies. Today, two decades plus later, people are still suffering and losing their lives to 9-11 related illnesses. We'll never forget about them. But a whole generation of kids knows little to nothing about 9-11. Only two states, Tennessee and Arizona, mandate K-12 learning about this chapter of our nation's history, which is why... Tunnel of the Towers 9-11 Institute is essential. It gives educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for grades K to 12, including scripted social studies lessons and activities, plus nonfiction Discovering Heroes series of books with the curriculum. It's a big deal. To ensure that we never forget, we must educate future generations. We donate to Tunnel of to the Towers every month. You can and should as well. Donate $11 a month at ta- Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. We're coming up on Decision Day in Georgia, just a matter of days away, and we have Herschel Walker with us right now. He is running for Senate against Raphael Warnock in this massively important runoff. Herschel, good to have you back on the program. Hello there. How are you guys doing? We're good, Herschel. We're good. We want to mobilize people as much as possible in in the... uh, state of georgia to get out there and vote and a lot of cases going to be people voting obviously a second time uh but to tell us before we get into i mean we already had you talk a bit about what you stand for what rafael warnock stands for what are you doing on the ground in georgia and what kind of help are you getting from say governor camp or trump or anyone else to make sure that you win this one well you know we got a lot of people coming to action uh with governor camp and president trump is trying to get the people to get out and vote and know how important that this election is and don't think that it's just uh, a, a 49-50. It's going to be a 50-50, which is important because now these committees are going to be even. So we can now put a stop to some of the things that Joe Biden is going to do. And so I want everyone to know that they got to get out and vote. And that's what uh, Governor Kemp, you know, he's lending his ground game, and his ground game has proven to be absolutely incredible. People used to talk about Stacey Abrams, ground game but governor kemp has shown that his ground game was much better so he's been getting out helping me out and we did a fundraiser also uh about uh two nights ago so governor kemp has really really been helping out a great deal and i've had a lot of uh elected officials around the state of georgia helping me out because they know how important this election is and i think the turnout people seeing we're seeing record numbers and that's what we want to see we want to see people that get involved and know that they got to have their voices heard and their vote counted. Herschel, 2% of the vote went to the Libertarian candidate. He's out of the race now. I'm going to be down and speak with you at your closing rally in Cobb County. We saw Governor Kemp win by around eight points. I mean, you came within 50 or 60,000 votes of winning this thing outright. What do you need to see from people out there who maybe were a little bit uncertain about you beforehand, maybe they voted Libertarian, maybe they didn't show up. Where do you need to see people really kind of roll into the polls the most? I know it's the whole statewide, but is it that Cobb County area, Atlanta suburbs? Where's this race going to be won? Well, I think this race is going to be won uh, in, in all those areas. I think everyone, you know, that Libertarian vote meant a great deal. But I got to get out and let the people know just what I stand for. You know, everyone talks about my athletic career. But they don't talk about my business career. But I've been very, very successful in the business world. I sit on a public traded board. I built a business. So I know about signing in front of a paycheck. I know about how to budget. I know about those things. that I, The time I spent trying to remove the stigma from mental health from our military 
over 15 years doing that. So I know about a lot of the things that are away from the athletic career that I can bring to uh, Washington. And most of all, I know how to vote. Right now, my opponent has not voted correctly. That's the reason we're in the mess we're in right now. So we need to change up. And I also know how to row the boat with the governor. What I mean by that is uh, having a, somebody in Washington on the federal level rowing the boat in the same direction as someone on the state level, that's how you can go places. Right now, Senator Warnock seemed to be rowing the boat against Governor Kemp, and, and that makes things harder for Governor Kemp. Herschel, right now Joe Biden has around a 40% approval rate in the state of Georgia. People are not happy with Joe Biden. Reverend Raphael Warnock is going to be a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. 60% of Georgians don't like Joe Biden. That seems like the easy choice and to make right there in and of itself is if you vote for Warnock, you're basically voting for Joe Biden. Well, that's one thing that people got to get out and they got to know that. You know, right now, one of the things that uh, Senator Warnock and the left try to do is they try to buy this seat. You know, they're putting all types of ads out that are, that are not true. They're putting ads out because they can't talk about their record. And Senator Warnock do not want to talk that he is a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. He's voted with him 96% of the time, really 100% of the time, he's voted with Joe Biden. So what he does, he doesn't talk about his record. He doesn't talk about what he's going to do because he knows what we know what he's going to do. He's going to give us the same thing he's been giving us. Joe Biden said he wasn't going to change. It meant Senator Warnock is not going to change. This is what you see right now is what you're going to get. It's going to get a lot worse because this is less than two short years. Now, think about it if you're given six years. That's the reason I decided to run. We cannot put up with this with six more years. Speaking of Herschel Walker, he's in this pivotal runoff for a Senate seat in Georgia. Herschel, your opponent, where is he being dishonest where is Raphael Warnock in your estimation being particularly misleading when he is talking to the voters of Georgia well you know he's been misleading in a lot of the things that he said he said America need to apologize for their whiteness and uh you know America don't need to apologize for their whiteness because that was redemption we're people we're Americans and in the Bible that I read, because he's a man on the pulpit, the Bible I read, God doesn't know about the color of your skin, know about your heart. He's in a church of a man that talked about the con- content of your character, not the color of your skin. And then he uh, not telling people the truth about what's happening in the Columbus Towers down there of an apartment unit that he sort of uh, run. You know, the church owned 99% of this apartment unit. We come to find out during this debate, that they own this apartment unit, that they've been misleading people, that they were taking care of underprivileged people down there. But yet they've been evicting people for less than $28, when yet he's making $7,400 a month. So he's been dishonest about that. And he stands on the poor pit, and he told people the other day, because I was talking about him, I'm talking about Jesus, and I'm also offending Dr. King. But I need to let him know that, you know, in the Bible, he's 100% correct. If you are Jesus and doing the teaching of Jesus and someone talks about you, they're talking about Jesus. But that's not what he talks about. He talks about separation. God talks about bringing people together because he says a house divided cannot stand. And Dr. King would not stand for what he's doing to the people down, down that Columbia Tower. So he's not Dr. King and he's not Jesus. Right now, he's uh, done the wrong thing for the people of Georgia. He went to Washington and he told people he's going to represent them. But he went to Washington and he voted against religious liberties. He voted against the Keystone Pipeline. That's the reason the border's wide open. Right now, he voted to 
uh, also against defunding the police or these liberal judges that are led as he got into the office. Herschel, last question for you. We appreciate the time. I will see you on Monday at that final rally that we're going to be doing together in Cobb County. Can't wait for that. What's going to happen with the Georgia Bulldogs against LSU this weekend in Atlanta SEC championship game? Well, right now, I think they got the point spread at 17, but I want to tell everyone, don't count LSU out. They got a very, very good team, but there's no doubt the Dogs going to win this game. I think Coach Smart got them playing uh, at the top of that game right now, and they're going to go in and win this game, and I, it's going to be a good game. LSU going to come to play. So I think we're going to see a very, very good game. Georgia's going to be number one, and we're going to see what's going to happen from there. Good Big stuff. day next week, everybody. Herschel's. Herschel's runoff. Get out there. Vote for Herschel Walker. And, uh, yes, Clay, I co-signed his uh, football analysis. So I'm just going to <laughs> attach my name to that as well. I think Herschel put it, put it perfectly. My friends, retail businesses are in the thick of it right now. Lots of customers, lots of purchases, and no shortage of shipping packages these days. And it's that last part that causes a loss of a lot of time and some real frustration. To this day, the lines at the post office are long, and the wait times at UPS stores, not that far behind, if you're running a store, a business, who's got time for that? Why do you want to do that? Well, how about you set yourself up with a Stamps.com account? This company has been around for 20 years and helped more than a million different businesses with shipping, postage, and much, much more. They make it so that you'll never need to visit the post office or a UPS store again. Stamps.com is a one-stop website when it comes to shipping and sending. You get access to both the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business. They've made it so you can print stamps from your computer or labels or both. And you get uh, pricing comparisons from Stamps.com, too, so you can get the best pricing depending on what's being shipped and where. The discounts are plentiful, up to 85% off. Go online to Stamps.com, give it a look, and sign up. Use our promo code to get yourself a four-week free trial plus free postage and, get this, a free digital scale. Very cool. You get all three when you use the promo code Clay and Buck. There's no long-term commitment, just great services and plenty of value. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in our names, Clay and Buck, to get this deal and get started. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation 
And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck, you were talking about you're down in Miami and they've got the big Art Basel event going on, which is a huge deal. And I can't stop laughing about you trying to pick out a piece of art. Uh, maybe you can get one of Hunter Biden's uh, exclusives. Uh, I can't afford. I can't afford Hunter Biden, man. Those finger He's, paintings are like fifty to hundred grand each. I think some of them actually went for more than that. Up to five hundred thousand dollars. People were reportedly paying for the Hunter Biden paintings. And I, I feel to a large extent like the Hunter Biden, um, uh, the, 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 you know, we were talking the other day about wine. Like, I believe that wine is mostly BS, not because I don't buy into the alcohol intake or the impact. I'm saying that all these people out there who claim that they are geniuses when it comes to being able to distinguish subtle flavored variations in wine I think if you give them a real taste test, most of them are full of crap and they can't actually tell that much difference in how those uh, how those wines taste. I feel like art is very much the same thing to a large extent, especially modern art. But you see like random squiggles on the on the painting and somebody says, oh, this is amazing and it's going to sell for a couple of hundred thousand man's dollars in humanity to man yeah. and the timelessness of the passage of time throughout time yeah yes i feel like the first of all you're probably drinking overpriced wine while you're standing and staring in front of overpriced modern artwork i think maybe of everything that exists in america today wine and modern art are the two biggest charades where there's actually uh not a major difference Ah, you think of something else I think some of the crypto coins out there are probably high on the list, to be, to be fair, my friend, given the uh, FTX realities here. I think, hey, I've just created a new currency. 
Let's get some celebrities to get everyone to buy it, and then they'll all the people that have it will dump it and take all your money. I think that's pretty much. I think that's pretty close. That's pretty much a scam too. And you know what I think they have in common? We've talked about this, and it's very much I think a uh, a, a, a thing, especially even more in social media. People are afraid of questioning the herd and looking dumb as a result, right? Uh, You and I have said on this show for a long time, people have been asking us about crypto for two years on this show, and both you and I have said, hey, we don't really get it, you know, like, and and certainly the idea that crypto was going to be this valuable hedge if the stock market collapsed or if we had high inflation, ain't true, by the way, that didn't happen at all. And I feel the same way about this modern art. Like you asked if I have any, I would never put modern art in my house because I think it's total BS. And even for wine, I can taste the difference of a lot of uh, a lot of different products. Good steak, I was talking about. Good steak versus bad steak. Oh yeah, for sure. Can't tell the difference. I, I'm on my palate when it comes to red meat and chocolate is quite refined because I eat so much of those two things. Yeah. So to be fair, there are differentiations you can make. What about interpretive dance, Clay? Since we're getting into the Clay art, Clay the artiste. I wish he yeah, had a beret. Yeah, just a total right fraud. I think that a lot of interpretive dance is total crap too. But, you know, I'm not a musical guy, Buck. Like, I, I can't go to plays. I'm not anti-play. But every time people start singing in a musical, it takes me out of whatever the story is because it drives me crazy that everybody just suddenly starts singing and dancing no, to a No Gilbert and Sullivan for you in high school? You weren't I mean, I've uh, been to, captain of the pinafore or whatever? I, I've been to all of them, but I just want to, like, every time people start to sing, I, my wife drives my wife crazy. I'm like, this is so fake. Like, it takes me out of the actual story, right? Uh, I mean, and, by the way, this is exactly the conversation that, that our, our liberal elites could point to and be like, look at these two, these two savages. First of all, <laughs> one of them is named Buck, which is ridiculous. <laughs> the other one is a sports ball man. From you know, Tennessee. We're talking about modern I'm, art. I'm the quintessential redneck. There ain't a lot of people in, in Tennessee uh, who, who grew up where I did that are buying uh, modern but, art. But when you think about it, like, like what better... You know, if you could convince people to pay something for something and it's not illegal, so that takes, you know, what should be the reality of Hunter Biden out of it. You know, it's it's a great gig if you can get it. You just paint some stuff. You tell rich people that they should buy it. I don't know. It could be good. I mean, there's 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 artwork that anyone can look at and be like, this is this is a masterpiece. Yes. And a timeless classic. Right. I mean, no one looks at the Sistine Chapel and they're like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I right. Mean, at least I don't think so. Um, and, and yet people do, I've seen, you know, I grew up, uh, in New York and there were, there were galleries in this, in this neighborhood, uh, Chelsea. And you go into some of these galleries, you look at stuff, you're like, that is just, that's just not in any way meaningful, but it's about owning the name of the artist so that when other really cool, rich people come into your home, you say, uh, look at that. That is a Clay Travis. You know, you, you, you have to say it fancy. But if you say the name fancy, it makes the painting fancier. That's but also, but also it is the peak of snotty behavior that is not supported by anybody's actual knowledge. And this ties in with you were talking about crypto. Listen. So the New York Times interviewed Sam Bankman Freed, this SBF guy, Buck is going around doing a Dr. Fauci-style media extravaganza. He's talking to everybody. He talked to the New York Times yesterday, I believe, and I just want you to listen to the end of the interview where the New York Times, Andrew Ross Sorkin, I think, is the guy who also works at CNBC, listen to the end of this interview where he says, thank you 
for doing this interview. You are Bernie Madoff, by the way, this dude is. And everyone at the New York Times deal book applauds. Listen. On behalf of everybody here and on behalf of the public, I want to thank you for engaging in it at a time in truth when I know you've been advised not to. So thank you so very, very much. Um, thank you. Yes. Sam Bank, be freed, everybody. Oh, it's amazing. Standing ovation. This this guy, the polyamorous vegan 30-year-old tech bro living in the Bahamas, uh, this guy's defense now, and the reason he's going public with it is because the only thing is going to be public perception. Now I know he's saying he gave a lot of money to Republicans, too. He thought he was buying both social and political insurance by throwing all this money around that was other people's money, as we all know. And and you, you got to sit there and you say to yourself, Clay, uh, if he's... He, I think, is going to do what the FBI did with Russia collusion with just just say you're so incompetent, you're so stupid, but you didn't mean to do anything bad. So you can't be held criminally liable. That's his game plan here. I'm such a moron that you can't actually throw me in jail for it. I think it's going to be a really difficult case to win because it's not just that he lost the money. It's how he lost it. He was using all of the customer deposit money as collateral to place wagers in another part of his company, basically his own hedge fund. And there was effectively a run on the bank and it collapsed. And I think he lent himself in the bankruptcy filing a billion dollars from one of the, from like the venture arm that he was lending the customer deposit money to people start to, they start to remember uh, an Italian man by the name of a Ponzi from back in the day. I mean, he's Bernie Madoff, and that's why the idea that the New York Times and their listeners there are all applauding him is frankly so absurdly ridiculous that he would even be uh, applauded at all. Would you applaud Bernie Madoff for doing an interview? Uh, I, I don't think that you would, but that is where we are headed. I expect to see him in handcuffs at some point in the near future, and, he, and I'm not sure he'll ever get out of jail. Charles Ponzi had to work so hard. Just imagine if he could have sold people Numbers on a screen that they can't even see, feel, or touch. Crypto, baby. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 